The first step, in my opinion, for any business or club or organisation is for the leader to understand who they are and what their core values are because your business is an expression of yourself. If you love coaching and that is your role, well, then that becomes your role in the org chart. But please hire a manager to Mm -hmm. manage the organisation. You've got to bring people in that align to your values and build that culture in your organisation. Don't hire based on skills, hire on character. You can't build an excellent organisation with good or mediocre people. Welcome to the Gymnastics Growth Show. My name is Nick Ruddock, a performance gymnastics coach providing world-class education, events and consultancy services to the international gymnastics and professional sports community. This podcast is dedicated to optimising athlete and coach performance from grassroots to gold standard. Stay tuned to discover tactics and strategies designed to transform results for you and your athletes. Welcome to episode number three of the Gymnastics Growth Show, which is an episode that will really appeal to the head coaches and gym club owners listening. My special guest on this episode is a good friend and business partner of mine, Richard Dwyer. Richard is the CEO and founder of Flair Gymnastics, a leading recreational gymnastics organisation offering a range of gymnastics disciplines to the community across several clubs in the UK. Richard's ethos of building confident kids lies at the heart of the work that the Flair coaching team deliver in their clubs and across their franchise network. Richard's also recently co-founded Kids Impact, a brand new strength and conditioning system specifically for kids and teens, building healthy habits for life. Kids Impact is now rolling out into independent gyms across the UK. Richard, who is a former elite gymnast, spent over 20 years performing stunts for TV and film, with movie credits including Harry Potter, Game of Thrones and Doctor Who. In this episode with Richard, we'll discover what we both learned spending time with business owner Jeff Metzger of Kids First in Cincinnati, why your hiring process is critical for ensuring an excellent club culture, why it's important to establish your values before you can lead an effective organisation, why being a head coach and gym manager is an impossible task, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, Nick here, and I am delighted to be with Richard Dwyer, a colleague of mine, and he is the founder and CEO of Flair Gymnastics, and we've been out in the US now for a week. We're just winding down the end of the trip. And uh, Richard, why don't you first just tell us a little bit about what, what's been our motive for coming out here? I came up with this idea to have this trip out here ages ago when I went on a boot camp in Cincinnati at an amazing facility called Kids First Sport run by Jeff Metzger. I said, Nick, you've got to meet this guy. He's fantastic. What he's done here is amazing. So that was, gosh, eight years ago. But we planned this trip probably about six months ago to come across, look at some gyms, including Jeff's gym. I've uh, been in Boston over at Dave Tilly's gyms and um, we also went to Cincinnati gym today. So yeah, I wanted to come and get some ideas. Uh, so it's good to be this side of the pond to see what the Americans are doing. Swipe and deploy, give input, um, feedback to, to the guys in the gyms and learn. So educational trip really mm. with lots of food as well. A lot of food has been eaten. Yeah. Too much food, but uh, no, it's been a great, it's been a great yeah. trip. Obviously, you're going on to Disney World. I right? am, yeah. I'm, so you guys are flying back tomorrow, back to Boston. 
then back home. I am, yeah, going down to Orlando to see uh, Mickey Mouse at Disney World. Good friend of um, yours. Good friend of mine. Le- I learned loads from the Disney model, Nick. So it's like, uh, as you know, I spent a lot mm-hmm. of time. I did some time at the Disney Business Institute a good few years back. They've got an outreach program to businesses um, where you can just learn how they consistently produce amazing customer service so i'm down to disney world yeah i'm gonna have a great time as a customer but it will help me see how they're continually developing their brand delivering consistent customer service how they treat their staff and just a, a load of uh, useful useful things that disney are doing as an amazing company so yeah i'm down there you guys are back absolutely yeah we've got to get back We've learned a lot this week, haven't we? Some of it's reinforcing for you what you've learned in previous years at uh, Jess Bootcamp. Yeah. But also we've we've been firing quite a lot of questions because we had, we had some good consultancy time, didn't we, with Jeff? Yeah. What have been some of the biggest takeaways that you've taken away from this trip, but also your time with Jeff in general? So Jeff in general has to be so much, as you said, because we've just spent so much time with Jeff over the past couple of days, but culture values and culture so Jeff has created an amazing culture at Kids First where it's completely ingrained in his organization from his hiring process through his systems all of his staff they, they share an alignment of values they understand the mission statement he does an amazing onboarding training that he, he talked me through yesterday with with his staff and has some one-on-one time with new hires he also has an amazing way um, where he puts each department leader completely in control of their program so it's not um, a centralized program it's, it's completely decentralized so they have full control over their program from the profit and loss reporting on how their numbers are all the way through to how that program works but the big take from Jeff is that you've got to bring people in that align to your values and build that culture in your organization if you want to produce excellent results he talks uh, heavily about when you're hiring and firing that you've got to get rid of um, mediocre people and even get rid of good people because you want excellent people in your organization so which makes sense it's like you can't build an excellent organization with good or mediocre people Mm -hmm. so you've got to recognize that as an organization so yeah people systems was has been the big take from Jeff he's an amazing guy amazing mentor so inspirational what he's created at Kids First I highly recommend anyone gets across to Kids First if they're a club owner or if they're in the management management team at their club. Mm. Um, even lead coaches like yeah, that are running programs, it's like hugely beneficial to see how an organisation can run with an amazing culture and the right people. Yeah. And let's go a little bit deeper into the hiring because I think sure, um, sure, sure. you'd agree that recruitment and the retention of staff and the retention of the right people, mm-hmm. etc., is one of the biggest challenges you face as a, as a business owner, as a club owner, is that right? Used to be. Yeah. I'm not going to say we've got things 100% mm. correct, but it uh, used to be, and I actually get emails very regularly, probably on a, like a bi-weekly basis from clubs saying, I can't get coaches, which I think is the wrong question to begin with. It's, um, I can't get good coaches, or how can I get good coaches mm. rather than I can't get something hiring correctly and then retaining yeah I think that that was a big problem and it, and it stumps you from scaling it stumps you from building a great culture so yeah that probably was a business issue years ago um, I've learned from people like Jeff and from uh, companies like Disney companies like Google I look at the companies that are doing it right mm. and see well how are they doing it right and how can we bring that in, absorb that into our organization so that we get the hiring process right. So yeah, it used, used to be 
but it's not. It's not anymore. No, no. We've got good systems. So mm-hmm. just to expand on that, when I do speak to club owners that are struggling, um, my advice is to treat it as a marketing exercise when you're recruiting. So we market to uh, to bring customers in to our organisation or to retain customers. If you've got a waiting list, you should be working on retention. And we have to treat recruitment in exactly the same way. We have to market to um, our target audience, which is an outstanding coach that aligns with our values and our organisational culture. And we can do that through the channels of social media, uh, email marketing, print marketing. There's lots of different marketing pillars that you can use. And you have to have start a conversation with coaches or staff that you want into your organisation and treat it in the same way that you would with recruiting or retaining customers. Mm. So you have to have a recruitment, a people system in your company if you want to scale, if you want to bring good people in, or if you want to get rid of poor hires that may have happened in the past, or if you've absorbed poor people into the company because maybe you weren't the owner or you're now being brought in as a manager and you can see that there's mediocre people that need to go if you want to build an extraordinary organisation, you need to then have really solid people systems to bring a flow of people applying for the roles to take over from those that are then going to leave the organisation. Retention of staff, I think, comes down to the culture that culture, you build. Culture, yeah. Again, yeah. hugely. So if you've built the right culture and bring the right people in that align to your values, they're going to stay. Uh, and stay for the long run because they can see the vision of the business and that's so important that they buy into the vision and where you're going and that you're clear with that but I also think you need to have a very very uh, solid position statements result statements with your staff so they know what your expectation of result is so it's all about having a result that you agree this is the result we need you to make happen in your role for us to continue along our our vision and our path as a company. So we have really clear results for each role and everybody knows what their result is. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're held accountable for. So it's just been really transparent and and, and, and open in this is your role, this is what you do, this is what we uh, need you to do to contribute to where we're going as a company. So yeah, people systems to recruit. And yeah, we're not good at hundred percent right. It's but we've you know we have a flow. We have lots of people apply to work with us. Mm-hmm. We have yeah wait lists of coaches yeah, um, yeah. and people that are waiting for us to open up more and more gyms. But after that, there's a solid system in place that takes them from uh, someone who applies yeah. to someone who is then a fully fledged coach working at Flair. So we we recruit we recruit them, bring them in through a interview process. We we do video applications, which I highly recommend every company does. So you apply by video. And that, and that gives you, as an employer, a much better understanding immediately of... So rather than just seeing the ink on the pen, you've got you've got their personality, immense, their character, yeah. some of their strengths and weaknesses. Yep. And that's, that's all going to come through. Absolutely. And Confidence, etc. Absolutely. If someone can't pick up a camera and talk to it for three minutes to send it in, then they're not going to be the right person to engage in our organisation because we do a lot of video in our yep. organisation. They need to be comfortable in front of camera. But communicate. Also just inspiring kids and just inspiring standing up kids, standing performing up. while you're coaching. Yeah, talk, talk, yeah, because you're on, you're on show. You're mm-hmm. performing, you're talking to the kids talking to the parents you're going to be able to communicate if you can't do it in front of your own phone in mm-hmm. your own house so from video application through to practical interview all of our team get to actually interview anyone who gets through to that stage in a practical setting so they actually get to score okay. based on our values um, we're hiring based on values not on skill set 
because we've then got the tra- the skills training to bring uh, somebody up to speed for mm. our programs and our syllabus. And I think that's an important one. It's don't hire based on skills, hire on character. Um, you want the right character, the right alignment of values, I'll say it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we bring somebody in, they'll go through the interview process and they get to meet the, our operations uh, manager who has the final interview. And then they come on to our flair necessities mm-hmm. onboarding day, which I know you've been to. I have been to. Uh, it's fantastic. Yes. Spoken about it to yep. your audience before. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, check that video out uh, on, on, on. Yeah, your, I'll, I'll yeah, link to that. Link, link to that. Yep. But yeah, we do. Uh, we do a flair necessities, which uh, talks about our service standards, our culture, our heritage, um, our history, our values, our mission, our vision. So it, it's a fun day that's for onboarding. And then we go into skill development with uh, mental learning, coaching courses, online training. Uh, you, after onboarding, you do your health, safety, welfare, child protection, and mm. you go through all the, all, all different the layers stuff. of training, isn't there? Yeah. Training. It's important mm. to that training then continues. So if you want your staff to be extraordinarily amazing, you've got to keep training them. You've got to keep current. I've got to keep current as the leader. It's my job to come on trips like this to see, well, what's happening in the cutting edge top gym. So to me, mm-hmm. Cincinnati is the top one of the top elite gyms yeah. so i need to see that even though we're not running an elite program at the moment mm. i still need to see it and meet the coaches and see what's happening in that environment and i need to be at kids first as as the leader to see a top recreational center so that I, again i can learn i can take that back to the team we can then put that into our training and it's continued training so continued development of the team from our management team through to our marketing our service and sales team and our coaching team we also have a young person's coaching development program. So didn't mention that with our recruitment. So it's it's always best to recruit from within. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen lots of clubs do it successfully. It's actually how both you and I got yep. into coaching mm-hmm. when, uh, yeah, 15 years ago, maybe? 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Um, for yourself and, <laughs> and for myself a bit, bit before that. But we were recruited from within, mm. within our club. And we've taken that one step further. So we've actually created a young person's coaching development program where again, they come on all of the training systems, all of the onboarding and we, we train them through. And when they are at the correct level, if there's an opening, they can apply. So they still have to apply for the job. So again, we're, we're helping youngsters to learn how to apply for jobs and do an interview process, mm. uh, you know, helping their skill development as a human, uh, not just as a coach. So, you know, when they go out into the world in other aspects we're contributing to their life skills which is what our company is all about at the end of the day so yeah continued training and the leader in the company needs to continually train have an open mind uh learn and absorb we were talking about it today i was saying the Mm -hmm. reason why you are successful in your field you've got an open mind you've got a beginner's mind you walk into every gym with a beginner's mind you don't go in thinking you know it all Mm. it's um it's nice to see and you need that as a leader You, you you're never going to know it all. There isn't, yeah. it's a continued journey of, of learning, which and I just find like yourself learning mm-hmm. so much fun. It's fun. I, was gonna say, it's <laughs> just, fun. I love it. It doesn't feel like learning. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just fun. So you, yeah. You've mentioned in there, uh, the words vision, mission, values, heritage, core principles. I don't think many clubs have even nailed those. So, so those underpin your training and therefore they underpin all your decisions and what you're doing in the gym. But if you hadn't have nailed down what company values are, company philosophies, company mission and, and vision, you wouldn't have been able to get decent training out. You wouldn't be able to create a culture 
So right. the first step for clubs mm-hmm. has got to be to, to try and understand those points first. Am I right? The first step, in my opinion, for any business or club or organisation is for the leader to understand who they are and what their core values are because your business is an expression of yourself and it's for you to then instill that into your organisation, into your creation. That's the beginning. You start with yourself mm-hmm. um, and, and self-development and learning who you are and what you're about. Um, how do you do that? Food trips like we're doing today, really. You continue, um, continue opening your mind, having a beginner's mind. It's quite overwhelming for yep. like a young coach. Yep. So, and I know that might, they might not be a leader mm. or own mm. their own gym, but mm. you know, we all know that values are important in identifying them. But mm. to approach a 15, 16-year-old yep. coach who started off and say, right, let's identify your values. It's, I mean, for me, it took me like, I think it was four years after someone had asked me that question mm. before I even began to have clarity yeah. on what it was. And, and now I still, I'm finding that I'm always, they're probably not changing. I'm just increasing my understanding of them yeah. because obviously our values are pretty much a set yeah. relatively. So it's... Yep. You have to ask, when somebody asks me like that, how do I find out what my why is? Because we did a training mm. course on this, didn't course, we? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago. Years right. ago. Yep. And the question I get somebody to ask themselves is is what makes your heart sing? Mm. So what gets you up in the morning? What actually excites you and gets you excited about life? What do you just love and, uh, and love doing? And we start exploring that and asking yourself questions, writing stuff down, getting it out your head onto paper, brainstorming, you know, what, what are some things I'd like to achieve in my life? What is the direction I'd like to go in? And these are all questions that we help our young coaches to ask as well so that we can help guide them in their journey and in mm. which directions they want they want to go in. A lot of kids that have done gymnastics get sat like both of us so inspired by the gym environment. You know, it's, it's fairly ingrained and, and just part of our DNA that we just love gymnastics. Yeah. And that is something that we, you know, we have to do. When I was a youngster, I was in the gym competing. I got to a regional level, grew very tall for the sport, <laughs> lots of injuries, um, but absolutely loved it. And I had some guys coming to the gym and they were stuntmen and they came in doing training for a movie they were working I think it was Judge Dredd with uh, Jude Law not Jude Law with um, Rocky uh, Stallone mm-hmm. Stallone in Judge Dredd and um, it just inspired me and got me asking and I was you know I was a 14 15 year old kid at the time and it got me asking myself what is my why what's my direction and I long story short became a TV and film stuntman mm-hmm. um, and worked worked for about 20 years as a TV and film stuntman using my gymnastics background but I probably still didn't really know who I was until I sort of started asking more questions as I got into my early 20s and and started doing self-development, reading books. I mean, um, don't have a television at home. Uh, We made the decision to not have a TV in the house five years ago, but I've got a big library. Mm. (laughs) So I'd read lots of books and listen to audible books because you've got, you know, in a book, if you think about it, that's the author's heart and soul poured into 300 pages of knowledge and wisdom and you can read a book, you know, you can read a book in a few days. Yeah. Do my best to read a book every two weeks or an audible. And I listen to lots of podcasts. Stuff like this is helping people to discover mm. their why and to really get what their passion is. So uh, listen to audibles and um, just really self-development mm. on, on these things. Reading is, you know, reading would just set your mind free. We'll be back to the podcast in just a few moments, but I'd like to take this opportunity to let you know that tickets to my annual flagship coach education event, Gymcon, are now on sale at gymcon.co.uk. 
Coaches from all over the world flock to GymCon for strategies and tactics that are sure to help their athletes rise up the ranks and improve performance. With stacks of resources, exhibitors, networking opportunities, and the world-class speakers, Niall Wilson, Valerie Condos-Field, Dr. Dave Tilley, and myself on stage, it's set to be another world-class event that you won't want to miss. GymCon is taking place June 24th in Solihull, United Kingdom, just minutes from Birmingham International Airport. To find out more information or secure your tickets at Europe's leading gymnastics education event, visit gymcon.co.uk. Now, back to the content. So once we've got the leaders, you know, they're investing in personal development, they've mm-hmm. got a little bit more clarity or hopefully a lot more clarity about their why, mm. why they want to run a business, you know, what they want their company to represent, etc. What, what do you think the next step is in terms of the vision, the mission? Well, where do you want your company to be in one year, two years, three years, five years? I mean, I've got a 50-year mm-hmm. vision for the company and where we want to, where we want to go. And then I've, I've got long-term 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 plans and goals personally for the company and then it's a case of working backwards from there so you set where you want to be in 10 years time and then you start setting smaller goals and you work backwards to work out how you're going to get there so you build your roadmap so without a roadmap you're just driving around aimlessly Mm. Um, so you need to be able to set the goal uh, set the vision set the goals set smaller goals and work out how are you going to get to each stage in the goal but a, a great thing Jeff spoke about um, when we were at breakfast, I think it was over the past couple of days, and it, and it just rang true. Was we was to not lose sight of what we learn along the way. And he's saying, look, we're not. He broke it down to saying, you know, it's not the cartwheel or the the skill or the end result that is important. It's what you learn and how resilient and the life skills you gain and the character you grow. Mm. Uh, so it's all about, uh, you know, cliche, but it's all about the journey. Yeah, gymnastics um, is the vessel for that development as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's the life skills. And our company's about that. Mm-hmm. We're building confident kids. Um, we're building life skills through gymnastics. Uh, that's how I see it. Yeah. So, but yeah, for the for the business owner, having a clear vision where you want, to, where you want your company to be uh, long term, and then you can start looking short term. And... I spoke to Jeff about this and asked how he did it, but in my head, I work in two different time zones. I work on future stuff and I work on current stuff. And I struggle with it, if I'm honest. I, I live a lot in the future on my future stuff and sometimes neglect the current, present-day business things. And, you know, when that happens, things start going wrong, your KPIs start going bizarre, and it's like, well, okay, come and work in the present day. So I'm guilty of it. Mm. Um constantly that's why I asked Jeff how do you handle this but any leader needs to be having two plans two sets we have two org charts so where do I how do I want my company company to look when it's finished if you like but it's never going to be finished because it's continually evolving Um, but in the 50 years in the future versus versus now Mm. so that's an important thing to have to help you create your roadmap to get to you to your goals we speak a lot about the role of a head coach mm-hmm. versus the role of a business owner mm-hmm. and the fact that a lot, a lot of gyms that I go to and I speak to you about, they're actually amalgamated. It seems to be a joint role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the gym owner or yeah. the manager, if you like, is also the head coach. I mean, um, yeah. you've got some views on that, haven't you? I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you've got to start from somewhere. You can't you know, go out and hire a whole coaching team and you know because you've got any cash when you first start a business and when I first started coaching it was just me coaching yeah. with my mum mm-hmm. uh, in the gym and then it when it was right um we've grown we need another coach so you have to have to start somewhere but 
that's why I'm talking about current and long term. But you also have to look at the future and go, oh, actually, we need people in certain roles in the organisation. So you need an organisational chart mm-hmm. to show what those roles are, what those positions are. I see it in a lot of very developed gyms mm. that, that have been going a long time. Your head coach is the owner and the manager and sometimes still answers the phone mm-hmm. to all the customers. And it's why it stunts growth. You just, you can't spin all those plates. You'll not always, effectively. Effectively. Yeah, you can yeah. spin them now, but yeah. not effectively. Correct. It's, um, yeah, it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, your growth of your club will only happen when you get out of the way. However, caveat with that, if you love coaching and that is your role, well, then that becomes your role on the org chart. But please hire a manager to mm-hmm. manage the organisation. You know, hire a leader to lead the yeah. team. Don't try to do it all yourself because uh, to try is to fail. Mm. Um, and putting yourself in managing, owning the gym, managing the gym and coaching it is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but we're not taught this stuff. There's no... Maybe at a business school, maybe uh, I, I've never been to a business school. I've learned through books and just self-development. But gym owners tend to come from a being a gymnast. You know how I was, yep. gymnastic background. It's your passion. And it's like, right, I want to own a gym. So what do I do? Oh, I've got to coach and I've got to do all these different roles. But I've got to define the roles within the organisation. But if you love coaching, I'm not saying stop coaching. Mm-hmm. It's be a coach. But hire a manager, hire somebody who is the manager, but have a clearly defined result of what you want. I was going to say, I think what's stopping probably a lot of head coaches from doing that, they probably they would probably love the extra time to be able to focus yep. on the coaching. It's probably fear of letting go of control is yep. one thing. Yep. There wouldn't be systems in place, so therefore the head coach would be constantly telling... Micromanaging. The, micromanaging yep. the manager, that's the best way of putting it, yeah, which wouldn't free up their time at all, actually. It would just contribute to their problem yeah. if, in the first place so I guess what we talked about earlier about having systems and processes is key for hiring someone whether it's they're going to be I don't want to say underneath you or above you in the org chart but you know what I mean like you know it doesn't matter where they fit in the, in the pecking yeah. order yeah well we have a sideways org chart which helps with that pecking order yeah, thing yeah, but, yeah. but um, there has to be management and leadership but they have to have a clearly defined result what mm. is the result that you need that manager to achieve so sit down right what's the uh, every single task that a manager has to do mm. um, what result do we want them to produce what am I holding them accountable for as the owner of the company it needs to be clearly defined and then within all those tasks there has to be a system for every single task so that you can train the manager so it comes back to training yep. training and systems you can't just stick a job ad out for a manager and recruit and say off you go manage they need to have a clearly defined result a list of tasks that their role entails mm. and every single task has to have a clearly written system or process of how to do that task so that you can train them on that and that they can go back to their operations manual which is all their systems and processes and actually do the job it sounds like a lot of work and not gonna lie it is and we've process mapped our whole business and that's the only way you can grow and scale it's the only way you can slot staff mm. members in if they do leave the organization and you can recruit correctly for the role and then you use that position agreement with the result statement with for your recruitment that mm-hmm. becomes your your, your job ad because yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's clear it's like well this is what a manager does and you're doing the job anyway if you're the head coach and, and you're the, the this and the cleaner and you're doing everything you're doing these jobs you just need to sit down and write these formalize jobs out it. formalize it write these mm. jobs out get get some clarity 
have a planning day. Take yourself away from the gym, out of your four walls. I know you you, you preach on getting yeah. out your four walls. Yeah. Take a day off a week so you can work on that future part of your business rather than the, the current day-to-day stuff. It's like, right, how do I want my business to look next month, in six months, in a year? And get clarity on the roles. And then you'll be able to work out, well, what what do I want my manager to do? Mm. Um, uh, you know, my management structure, or how do I want it to look? Am I the right person to be a head coach? I mean, I loved coaching in the early days, but there came a time where I went, well, oh, hang on a minute. And I had my stunt career running parallel yeah. to my gym, so it was tricky. Well, that forced me to delegate from an early age, and it forced me to, to build a structure mm-hmm. so it wasn't reliant upon me. Because you don't want your business to be reliant upon people. You want it to be reliant upon systems. Yeah. Yes, you've got to have the right people in driving the systems, but it's absolute mayhem if you know those people are no longer there mm. um, because bits of the business will fall over and we've all been there. Yeah. So it's really, really, really important to um, you know have a, have a structure. Um, just the final point, you are, or you have secured a table for your employees and yourself at Gymcon this year, haven't you? Yeah. You were at Gymcon last year as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, can you just share a little bit about your your rationale behind that and why you felt that it was a good investment for your staff? Absolutely. So um, I was at Gymcon last yeah, uh, last, last year. year. Right. Fantastic, fantastic event. I mean, continued professional development. It's training. Um, it's a resource, not just for my coaching staff to come in. And I think it's brilliant. And we're grassroots, but there's something for everybody at, in, in on their gymnastics journey at Gymcon. Mm-hmm. So I've got a team of rec coaches and I, then there'd be teams of elite coaches in. So my coaches can get inspired and hopefully elite coaches get inspired by what the recs are doing because yeah, both very different jobs. So not only bringing my coaches, I'm bringing some of my management team in, my operations manager, my leaders are coming in to come and learn, to come and uh, network with other gym owners, mm-hmm. which is really important. And that's why I'm there as well. I yeah. can network with gym owners. We can talk about these sorts of things we've been chatting about. And um, and it's just a great environment. It's team building. We you know, do a way day. We'll go out for a lovely meal and we'll sit there. And we're actually using it as um, an uh, incentive as well. Um, our team are winning places on the table. Okay, so cool. we do a, we're doing the monthly prize draw. And it's all based on our flair necessities, so our service standards. Mm. When our team exhibit the a service standard, they get a flair necessities reward card, they get entered into the prize draw. So this is one of the prizes. Nice. So they're very excited um, to win a place on the table. And this, particularly, my younger coaches were very excited when you announced a very special Olympian who is. <laughs> no, Wilson. No, Wilson is going to be there. Very excited. He's got um, a rather large fan club, isn't Big it? fan base, so yeah. looking forward to that. But no, you've got some brilliant speakers there. And, you know, I'm going to learn loads. I'm going to network. My management team are going to learn loads. Uh, yeah, and it's great. For, you know, I mean, I, obviously I, I run the event and my team run the event. But what's nice to me is that I'm, I'm only speaking on a couple of case, uh, occasions. I get to sit back and take notes as well. And um, yeah, I, I learned an awful lot yeah. from the speakers that we had last year. Yeah. Uh, we're undoubtedly going to provide great value to the audience this year as well. So for those listening that aren't familiar with, with GymCon, it's a, an annual international gymnastics conference it's for gymnastics coaches and as richard alluded to we do have anything from recreational grassroots coaches all the way through to coaches working at the very highest level because there is something for everybody yeah and uh, in conjunction with that of course we've got um we've got exhibitors this year we've got a much bigger area for exhibitors so you're able to mingle with some great suppliers 
um, bringing you know the latest gymnastics equipment and some special offers as well. There's some great resources in terms of physical resources that coaches can take away as part of their ticket, Brilliant. and of course they get the five sessions to watch as well. So it's a really good event. We're going to have um, you know about 300 people, at least 300 people there in the room, and uh, that's going to be held June 24th in Birmingham. So um, I will add the link to GymCon in the show notes uh, for other people to see as well. Buy a table. Buy a table for your team. It's tax deductible. Um, goes, <laughs> nice goes, business go, trick there. Yeah, it goes through the books. I mean, it does. At the end of the day, it's, it's training, it's education. You know, it comes off your tax bill um, as a business owner. It's team building for your team. Yeah, it's education. And it and come and say hi. And if you've got any questions that we've gone through today, mm. I'm going to be there. And, you know, I love networking and chatting to coaches and business owners that are there and sharing knowledge, information, absolutely love it um you know talk to me about the trip that we're currently on doing this podcast at because we've you know learned immense stuff here so yeah buy a table thank you very much richard and thank you for your time thanks nick enjoyed it thanks for listening to the gymnastics growth show if you've enjoyed this episode please head on over to itunes or your chosen podcast player subscribe leave a review and share the show with your network see you next time